We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, one more time, House Bill 1775 in Oklahoma and why the governor must sign this bill, why he must stand against racism and codify into law that it is illegal in the state of Oklahoma to propagate racism and to teach our kids to be racists. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's Rebellion. Today's topic is again House Bill 1775 here in the state of Oklahoma. Now, I know I have been fixated on this. I have been beating this drum for the last week or so. This is the third or fourth show where I have mentioned this particular bill in the state of Oklahoma. Why is it so important to stay focused on this? Because it is critical. It is critical to what it means to be a free people. It is critical to what it means to teach our children what it means to be a constitutional republic. The United States of America rather than the divided states of America. To teach our kids to hold up the ideal of unity rather than division to teach our kids to not be racists and to make it against the law for any teacher who is paid by our tax dollars to propagate the idea that racism is good, to teach our children our progeny, our nieces and our nephews, our grandchildren, that one race is superior to another race is evil. It's wrong. It's immoral. And there is everything in the character of Oklahomans that should stand against this. This idea that propagating, promoting, perpetuating racism as a way of thinking, as a way of living together as human beings, Oklahomans and Americans should stand against that and recognize that when we start dividing people by the color of their skin, when we start judging people by the way they look rather than by the character that they've embraced, when we do this, we become a balkanized culture. We worship the God of division. It's divisive. We segregate rather than integrate. It's us against them. Me against you. This is an immature way of thinking. This is an immature way of living. And it always results in bondage and oppression. It never results in freedom. I've said it a hundred times over. It's the antithesis. It's the opposite of Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream. 
conservatives should be beating the drum over and over again, relentlessly, never give up, never give up, never give up. Continue to fight for that dream that we are one race, the human race, as Vodi Bakum has so clearly said. And that if we embrace critical race theory or anything else that smacks of it under a different name, we are lost as a culture because we will be divided. There's no longer any cult to hold the culture together. And again, I repeat, when I use the word cult, that is not a reference to a false religion. It's a reference to the common bond, the glue that holds the culture together. The word culture includes the word cult as its root word for a reason. You have to have something, common beliefs, common cause, common purpose, a constitution, a declaration of independence, the Bible, a Judeo-Christian ethic, a biblical worldview. You have to have something to hold your community together. Otherwise, it will fragment. It will disintegrate. It will become violent rather than virtuous. That's why I continue to go after the 1775 bill, House Bill 1775. It is a good bill. It is a right bill. It has the right language because in its very simplistic way, its legalese way, because it is legislation, it makes clear exactly what I'm saying. It says, we do not want teachers that are paid by our tax dollars, whether they be in the elementary school, the secondary school, or higher education. We do not want them teaching our kids to look at another person's color and judge them accordingly. We do not want any teacher teaching our kids that one race, one color, is inferior to another race and another color, and that one sex is inferior to another sex. We do not want teachers teaching our kids to embrace this nonsense that we should divide people by the color of their skin and categorize people by race and make some people feel inferior, feel shame that we should shun some people because they're Hispanic, because they're black, because they're Asian, or because they're white. This law, this bill says that that is abhorrent to teach our kids to think that way, to believe that way, to act that way. And we believe this is an aberrant worldview. These are aberrant ideas because we recognize that if we raise up another generation, a generation to follow us, that has that type of darkness in its soul, then freedom is lost. The lessons of history need to be attended to. We had fascism. We had Nazi socialism. We had the Cultural Revolution in Red China. We had the killing fields in Cambodia. We've had the bondage and the oppression of Soviet Cuba, communist Cuba, Venezuela. The list goes on and on. I've talked to you before about the history of the French Revolution. 
And when they killed God, they ultimately turned around and used the instrument of execution, the guillotine, on themselves. Robespierre died. He lost his head by the very instrument that he created to squash his political opposition. If you think that we can't go there, if you think that the United States can't repeat those same mistakes, if you think that somehow the human race has progressed to the point where we don't do that stuff anymore, then you are an ostrich with your head in the stand. You're not paying attention to the daily news. You're not watching what's going on in Portland and Minneapolis. You're not watching what's going on in Israel. You're not watching what's going on in the Middle East, in Iran, in Iraq. You're not watching what's going on in the Ukraine. You're not watching what's going on in China. Right now, as we speak, one more time on George Santayana, you should be able to beat me to the punch in saying this right now. He who doesn't learn the lessons of history is doomed to repeat them. You need to attend to one of the key lessons of history, and that is when you divide people, when you make it German against Jew, or Jew against Samaritan, or black against white, or youth against age, when you divide people, when you balkanize people, when your message is diversity rather than unity, your culture is lost. Let's take our commercial break, acknowledge our corporate sponsors that support the rebellion. Remember that if you would like to subscribe, you can do so by going to patreon.com backslash Dr. Everett Piper, patreon.com backslash D-R-E-V-E-R-E-T-T-P-I-P-E-R. Don't forget my book, Grow Up, Life Isn't Safe, But It's Good. It can be purchased at any bookstore near you. Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, Target, etc. Grow up, life isn't safe, but it's good. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. I know I've been relentless on this topic all week long, and I also know it's a risky topic. People could cherry-pick things I'm saying out of my commentary and claim that I'm saying exactly the opposite of what I'm saying. I know that. But frankly, we need to tackle this. We cannot run away from it. If we don't confront this, then we are going to be in a complete mess. We're going to be in a state of chaos. We are going to pit 50% of the American population against the other 50%. We are going to empower some people to oppress other people. And we're going to do it under the banner of tolerance and inclusion, while we exclude those who aren't wearing the yellow star, metaphorically, or maybe literally. Who knows what we will be made to wear if we aren't part of the people in power. That is not the history of the United States. Oh, but 
Piper, you know that we've got blemishes in our history. Yes, I do. And that's why I said I am not taking a stand against the teaching of accurate and thorough history. We should teach the facts of the Civil War. We should teach the facts of the abolitionist movement. We should teach the facts of the March for Civil Rights. We should teach the facts of women and their march for suffrage. We should teach all of these facts, the trail of tears and the evils, the evil in the human heart, the blackness in the human soul that led to us as a nation making those grave mistakes. Yes, we should teach that, but that's not at all what the House Bill 1775 addresses. It doesn't deal with that. There's nothing in it that stops us or would even suggest that we shouldn't teach any of that. What it says is the exact opposite. It says the exact opposite. It says, stop propagating the idea in the minds of our youth that somehow they should be judging others by the color of their skin and that they should be looking down their nose in disdain and disgust at others of a different race. Making that other race feel inferior. Making that other race feel guilty and psychological and spiritual shame for the color of their skin or for their sex. It's a bill against sexism and racism, pure and simple. I'm an educator. I recognize the value of cognitive dissonance. In fact, I have two degrees in this. I hate to flaunt my degrees around. I'm not trying to name drop or be academically arrogant here, but my profession was education for 30 years. I made my living, my livelihood, my reputation in the ivory tower. I have a degree from two different institutions, a master's degree in human development theory and pedagogy and andragogy, the teaching of traditional students as well as adult students. I likewise have a degree, a doctorate degree in the same, human development theory, higher adult and lifelong education from Michigan State University. Again, the emphasis is on using, rightly using cognitive dissonance to cause people to grow, to mature, to think more broadly, to become more liberated as the result of their liberal education. Liberal in the sense of an education that's grounded in the classical liberal arts that sets people free. I understand this stuff, and when you have people like Phil Armstrong at the Tulsa uh, Commission for uh, Tulsa Race Riots Commission, suggesting that 1775 is going to somehow prohibit teachers from using this valuable tool, this educational tool of creating some dissonance in the mind of a student who needs to grow and mature and think more broadly. That's just crazy. It's nonsense to suggest that. And that's why I have continued. That's why I have continued to come back to this topic time and again this week. It's just bad education to suggest that somehow House Bill 1775 is a bad bill. It's, it's deceptive. It's a lie. It's misleading. It's manipulative. It's political. It's not principled. I want to go back to an article I wrote, oh, several months ago in the Washington Times. And I titled it, The Embers of Racism with Obama's Help have turned into an inferno. 
I want you to listen to this. I started out by saying it's official. We are now a racist nation. And it happened almost overnight. Then I go and I share with you these examples. Usara Kogali, a Black Lives Matter leader, recently said this. White people are a genetic defect of blackness. Whiteness is not humanness. In fact, white skin is subhuman. That's a quote. Yosari Kogali, a Black Lives Matter leader. Kogali then added this. She wasn't done. White people are recessive genetic defects. I'll say that one more time. White people are recessive genetic defects. That is factual. Close quote. HB 1775 would make it illegal for teachers in the state of Oklahoma that are paid for by tax dollars to propagate this kind of stuff. That's what it does. You can't tell people that they're genetic defects. You can't make them feel psychological distress because they're defective and inferior. HB 1775 would prohibit the propagation, the promotion of these aberrant ideas. Well, then you had Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon, the host of The Masked Singer. He made headlines by saying that white people are a little less, quote-unquote, and that they are closer to animals and that they are true savages. This is the stuff that's perpetuated in critical race theory. These people are saying these things because they've imbibed the Kool-Aid. They've, they've bought the lie that you can divide people by the color of their skin rather than attend to the content of their character. They've embraced a worldview where you separate and segregate people rather than one that calls upon us to unify as one race, the human race. They want to shame and shun those that are less than, those that are genetic defects, those that they consider to be closer to the animals. This is frightening stuff, but this is what they're saying. House Bill 1775 would make it wrong, would make it illegal, would clarify that the people of Oklahoma don't want that kind of stuff taught to their kids. No, you can teach the kids that it's happening. Bring me in to teach them what Nick Cannon says, what Yosari Kogali says. Bring somebody in who can talk to them about how they've suffered racism as a black person, as an Asian person, as a native person. Bring those people in to talk about the Trail of Tears, about the March for Civil Rights, about racism, about sexism. Bring a woman in who can tell you that she didn't get a promotion because of her sex. Yes, you can teach all of that. HB 1775 doesn't stop you from teaching facts, but what it does stop is the perpetuation and the propagation of evil ideas of systematizing in our schools the belief 
that certain races are inferior to other races and one sex is inferior to another sex. It stops our teachers, our schools, from humiliating a certain group of students by making them feel shame because they're a little less. I go on and on. I talk about Nicole Hannah-Jones in this article on the 1619 Project. I talk about the things that she has said. She has called. This is the 1619 Project author. 1619, the curriculum that 1775 would stop. Nicole Hannah-Jones openly calls white people barbaric devils, close quote, and savage people, close quote. Bloodsuckers in our communities, close quote. Then you had Sarah Jiang, who works for the New York Times. She called whites goblins, said they smell like dogs. And she openly called to cancel all white people. She put it in writing. This is what 1775, House Bill 1775, confronts. How did we get here? How did we get here? We got here because of two words. Barack Obama. That was the point of my article. My article entitled, Embers of Racism, with Obama's help. He's turned these embers of racism into an inferno. Now, why do I say that? Well, this is what we get when we elect a man who's more committed to the worldview of W.E.B. Du Bois than Booker T. Washington. A communist who believed in the talented 10th, W.E.B. Du Bois, and the 90% can be damned, the talented 10th will prevail. Sound like equality to you? Rather than Booker T. Washington, who believed in personal responsibility, culpability, opportunity, and to take charge of your own life and stop blaming others. This is what you get when you have a president who's more interested in raising his fist with Malcolm X than extending his hand with MLK. This is what you get when your leader seems more interested in the strategies of Saul Alinsky than those of St. Paul. This is what you get when you choose to march with someone who laughs at character and who is fixated on color. This is what you get when you follow a man who bows before Islam while criticizing Christianity. This is what we get for electing a man, Barack Obama, to the presidency of the United States. Barack Obama had an opportunity. On his inauguration day, President Obama had an opportunity. A singular opportunity. The first man of color to be elected to the highest office of the land. He had an opportunity to usher in a color-blind society. He had an opportunity to tell everybody that the color of my skin doesn't matter. Stop talking about it. I'm not going to talk about it because we are going to come together like Martin Luther King Jr. admonished us to. We're going to talk about character in this country rather than color. He had that opportunity. His election proved 
that the remnants of American racism were, were little more than smoldering embers. And he could have extinguished them. He could have extinguished them with a simple cup of cold water. But instead, he doused those coals with the gasoline of victimization, and he lit a match. And for two terms, he fomented identity politics. And he left a nation ablaze and on fire. I wrote this article several months before the presidential elections. I concluded it by saying this. And if you think the bonfires are hot now, just wait until November. Elect Joe Biden and watch the inferno burn. And here we are. I know it's rude to say I told you so, but I told you so. Here we are. The bottom line is this. The more you focus on color rather than character, the more divided you become. Fixate on race and you're going to get racism. I'm going to say it one more time. The more you focus on color rather than character, the more divided you become. Fixate on race and you get racism. Tim Scott said this week, America is not a racist country, but America has a serious racial problem. Not racism, but racial. The National Review covers this. Keep in mind, Tim Scott gave the Republican rebuttal to the State of the Union address, and he was immediately called Uncle Tim by progressives who claim to be all-inclusive and all-tolerant to be fighting against racism, and they spew their racism toward Tim Scott, who won't bow to the progressive masser and think and say what they want him to think and say. He dares to have an independent mind. House Bill 1775 would support Tim Scott. It would support the ideas of Martin Luther King Jr., of Booker T. Washington, of Frederick Douglass, of the Apostle Paul, and it would refute the debased ideas of Saul Alinsky, W.E.B. Du Bois, Barack Obama, and Joe Biden. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. Call Governor Stitt's office and demand that he stand for truth. Sign HB 1775. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.